it's tough to stick with it, especially like you said, when you think when it's usually kind of going to suck for a little while. And that's more on a personal level. Like I'm sure some people saw our first videos or episodes or listened to them. And they didn't think, oh, these guys are horrible, but they thought, oh, well, this is, you know, it's not refined yet. So, yeah, you, it kind of it's uh, it's tough. You have to keep keep pushing. Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzcast show where we dive into the real-life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I am your host, Travis Albritton, head of content at Buzzsprout. You won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday podcasters, just like you, share personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things that they've learned along the way. Now, in today's conversation, I had the privilege of sitting down with the co-host of Backroom Movie News, Chase Kupo. And what's really unique about Chase's podcast is that it's also a YouTube channel. And so we dive into the the extra challenges and things that are involved with adding a video element to your podcast. And then also some of the things that they try to do to promote both the video and audio portions of their podcast. But then what we really dive into, which I think is really relevant for everyone, is how to persevere when you're disappointed in the current quality of your own show. It's really easy to compare your podcast to somebody else's podcast and to to see them as being like, okay, yeah, that's what it needs to be, but without recognizing that they took several years to invest in themselves and gradually increase the quality of your show versus where you are and just really making sure that you feel great about your own journey and not comparing yourself to others quite so much. But why did Chase start his podcast? Well, his friend asked him if he wanted to. I, I was I was talking about it uh, with my co-host, Casey Sampson, the other day. And I found it really funny because we've been friends for, we think it's something close to like eight or ten years. I don't think it's that long, but we're like, you know, like brothers. And uh, there was a, a year, year and a half when I was in uh, Utah for school. We're based, we're in Las Vegas right now. So, I mean, we were good friends and everything. And uh one of my roommates in utah we were we were thinking he listened to a podcast i can't remember the name i'm sorry for them that i can't say it but he listened (laughs) to one and we always talked about it and they were real funny and him and him and i kind of vibed the way that casein and i do so we were thinking about starting a podcast i was i didn't know if i was going to be in utah that you know the year after which i'm not because here i am but i uh we were like yeah if i'm here then let's go ahead and do it but uh i ended up moving back and uh I linked up with Kaysen one day we we're at his house and he, we found it really funny. Cause he, he looked at me and he's like, do you want to start a podcast about movies? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I do. And we, we thought it was funny because with his friends and my, my friends in the past, things like that, like bands, like short films, we thought of, you'll say something like that. You'll be like, Hey, do you want to do this? And we'll go. Yeah. And then you sort of softly plan it out. And maybe you get to a certain stage and then it just falls apart. But no, he just asked if I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And here we are. It's been well over a year and we're still going. Still going. Still still, still going strong. Still putting out episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's dedication. So, so how did you guys decide to uh, settle on doing a movie show? Like what, what is it about movies that you love so much that you said, you know what? We just want to continue to talk about this and, and share our conversations with everyone else. 
well, you know, it, it's maybe it's because we have, you know, big heads about it, but we, we think we're some of the, we think we're the funniest people in the world. <laughs> and we, one of the ways we bonded is we love going to the theater and watching a movie. I mean, we don't always get the chance now. Because, I mean, we have the podcast and we do, but you know, we work full time and things come up. So sometimes you go through long stretches where we don't see any movies, but still, since we've met all every weekend we're like you want to go see a movie and then yeah we go see a movie and um i can't remember what we were talking about i think it was probably leading up to the last jedi star wars we're getting real pumped we're having these great conversations with one of our other friends and uh that was one of the, the deciding factors that he told me he was like you know what why don't we do this on the norm you know if, as long as we can get get this out to enough people if we if it keeps growing, then it's going to be entertaining. We're going to inform these people. So we wanted to we wanted to take one of the things we do best, even though it's not like professional skill or anything, and you know use that to make our lives better. Because if we can make if we can make money off this or make like a career out of it, then that would be like the dream. That's like pristine, you know. Yeah. Well, and and you guys were definitely smart at the beginning to recognize that you know if you're going to stand out in a crowded field, then you really have to be yourselves like that's you you are the main attraction of the podcast and of and of the youtube channel cuz i did, am i correct that you guys kind of launched it as both a video and audio show at the same time yep yep originally i kind of wanted just to do audio cuz maybe it's just it's just a different vibe like when i just sit down and listen to a podcast but like he pointed out if we kind of wanted to get big bigger at some point which we do, and just for, you know, just because we, we always like making videos, and yeah, he was like, let's do a YouTube channel too. And that's pretty much, it's pretty much the main source of, like, views and, like, in you know, uh, activity. Not so much through the other outlets, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. I mean, we get some listens, but YouTube seems to be the main hub of where, where it's at. Yeah, but, yeah, so so I think that that's, that's really smart that you guys did that, because, you know, I just think about, the people that I listen to and the podcasts I subscribe to, like, like there are marketing podcasts that I listen to, not because there aren't a million other marketing podcasts, but because I really enjoy listening to so-and-so. And the yeah. fact that they also are really good at marketing, marketing is just like an added bonus. Um, and so, so talk to me a little bit about that because I know it's, it's hard to be yourself when the camera turns on and the mic turns on and all of a sudden you're trying to think through like what you're supposed to say and the order you're supposed to say it and going off your notes and, and staying on track and like you have a million things running through your mind and it's really easy to come off as like robotic or let me just make sure I don't mess this up. So like how, do, what are some things that you do to try and stay more natural when you're in front of the camera, when the mic's on to, to make sure that, you know, your personality and, and the personality to your, your bud that you you uh co-host with really comes to the forefront uh it, it was funny at first when we first started uh we still look back at our old videos and listen to them and like cringe now but when it first started that's that was pretty much the issue because he pointed out to me like you would see us say you would hear us say certain things or i, I would do something weird on camera and he would and he would say look at that and then look at this now like i could see what that was gonna be but it was so weird back then so before it was, we thought about doing just longer episodes, like, you know, hour, even a little longer, talking about basically whatever we want. We didn't have any real structure, but after a little while, we tried to create a little formula. So we 
so, so we could each get comfortable in our in our own spot in the show and then as it as it keeps going you know we can both we can both kind of do everything so in the beginning uh when we first start we have our little intro then the theme song and then we get into the main body so when we first started we Kason would see he would start he would say what's going on he he would start the sentence then he would I would try and finish it and then we'd go into the theme song and we kept trying to like and then the way we structure it is it's like you know like this piece of news like say like this Avengers movie news and then there's something about the Batman movie and then that so we have you know just a section for each movie basically and we would try to have one of us read like what we wrote like what's the act like news and then the other would say would have something to say about it and then the person who read it would say something about that and we would try and bounce back and forth but it it was weird and we couldn't get a flow going so after a while we we figured uh Kason, he got down that intro that we do he got it down really well so he's like all right I'm, i'll start it we got the music to break us and then uh i'll lead us in again and then now i just i read the news i'll read the piece of what we're talking about Kason reacts, and then I I react back. So it, it, I guess it comes down to like timing and flow. Because like I said, when we first started, it was a bit random. Sometimes we didn't know what we were gonna say or how we were gonna say it. But due to the time that we we spent getting used to this, and then like the little formula that we've come up with, that's kind of how we keep it, you know, smooth and conversation like on camera and you know and on mic. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do. Like whenever I remember <laughs> before I got into podcasting, before I kind of became a content creator, uh, looking at people that had YouTube channels and listening to people that had podcasts, I'm like, man, look, look at them. Like they're they're not doing anything I can't do. And then the yeah. first time I got in front of a camera, I was like, oh my goodness, uh, how do I look? Is the lighting right? Like how do I do? I have something with my teeth? Like oh man, I forgot everything I was supposed to say. <laughs> it's like a you definitely get this deer in the headlights kind of kind of moments. Um, oh yeah, and it takes time to just get used to it. It just it takes time to just get used to talking into a microphone and not feeling weird about it. Um, yeah. So, but then you mentioned like as you continue to do it, and as you kind of laid out a flow for the episodes, you knew what to expect. You knew it was coming up. weren't necessarily having to think so much in the moment, but just kind of respond in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other things that uh, that you you think have helped the show improve over time? Uh, because that's that's typical for any podcast yeah. or any content creator is you, you kind of develop a, your style and how you approach yeah. it and kind of your flow. So what are some other things that you've done to help uh, improve the quality of your show? I'd say there's mainly maybe two things. One obvious and one is might not make total sense, but I think that. So the first thing is uh, speaking, I mean, you know, we kind of we're getting our style down, like you said. But then with the uh, like like the branding, like the logo, the way we post on social media, uh, our little graphics, like we have our name cards, we have a, a banner on the bottom of the video. Uh, we keep refining that stuff to try and reflect one the style and vibe that we're putting out, and then we try to. I think it keeps both of us grounded and like this is background movie news this is this is what it is and so i think the 
I agree. I think having the visual element, not just the video, but having the graphics, the uh, the logo, the way, like I said, I have certain like templates that I'll post uh, episodes on on Facebook and then inst- and he does on Instagram. So it's almost like the effort that we put into something like that, it it keeps us grounded in what we're trying to do and the vibe that we're putting out while doing it. Because when we first and this, I think I this is also something that happens. I think with pretty much every content creator and pretty every medium is when you start out. Sometimes the way uh, your design is, it's it's a bit like maybe usually bulkier. Uh, maybe it's a little too much. You've got too many colors or too many weird designs. And then as it's gone, we've like slimmed and trimmed down everything we do. Whether it's with the graphics, the video, the audio, how we how we record. I mean, now we finally kind of have studio space. So everything seems slowly, slowly we're streamlining it. And we're trying to just keep it consistent. I think that's the toughest thing to do. We haven't done it in a little while. But, you know, every once in a while, for whatever reason, the episodes, they just kind of they slow down. Or there's a couple weeks in between them. And we try to post like every week. So we've, I think in every aspect, we're starting to get consistent. And I think that's what helps right now. That's what's helping us keep it going. Because at first it was kind of hard. At, when you first start, it was it was easy. Like, let's put out this video, that video. And we always had these ideas. And then, you know, once you start to get, once we started to get comfortable, we slowed down a bit. But now we've come back and, uh, to say it for a third time we're just we're keeping everything consistent so i think that's what's helping us right now and um uh the other thing is our main episodes it's it's him and Kason and i you know the just the news episodes basically maybe a review of a movie that's that's just come out but i have these uh, i guess offshoots i it's about like a different movies alien conjuring movies whatever and i try to like structure them differently than uh, what we do together. And those, I think, I hope they get better soon. They're, you know, they're sort of rough. It's tough on when you do it alone after doing it with someone. But I think having those and having like to look at that versus what people see when we're together, to me, it, it, uh, it kind of, I already realized this, but it like made me re-realize that, uh, if I if I'm doing something without Kason, then it's going to be marketedly it's going to be different because we don't have. I mean, it is still back on movie news, but it's it's not that. So when I try to do something like that and try to extend out a little, create another little branch, it brings me back to what we're doing and kind of helps me in that way. Yeah, I definitely agree. Consistency is huge, um, not just in your posting schedule, but just in because cause you think about it from the listener's perspective or the viewer's perspective, like when they click on your channel or when they go to your podcast, they're expecting a certain kind of thing. They're expecting a certain kind of flow and format and episode and topic. And so if you can kind of get into that rhythm and figure out a template that works for you, then, you know, people are coming in and they're not they're not like, whoa, I thought I didn't know you did that. Like, that's not what I was expecting. And so I think that that's that's very true. That the more consistent you can make it, not not making it boring or making it like every episode is a cookie cutter copy of the previous one, 
but maintaining some consistency and some some branding, which is what I thought I think you were kind of touching on with the look and feel of of you know your your show. I think are are two really big things that really do help kind of elevate your podcast and your show above uh, people that maybe you're just doing it as a hobby, but don't really have any serious intent behind it. So tell me about what it's like doing a podcast with your best friends, because most podcasters kind of do it solo. You know, they just kind of run their own show. But what's it been like working with with your your best bud to to put this together on a consistent basis? Uh, for me, and I, I think for him too, it's I think it's much easier. It is tough at times because you know we all knew we all know whether it's something like this, whether it's I mean whether it's at work or it's marriage. I mean when you're when you're like living with another person, when everything you do, everything we do is depending on each other's schedule and you know how we feel and you know what we're going to do that day, it can get tough and sometimes we get a little mixed up. But for me, it's much, much easier. I, I honestly, at this point, I don't know if I can imagine doing a podcast on my own. Maybe one day I will. We'll, we, I think we both kind of have plans to do, you know, our own separate offshoots at some point. But working with working with him, it makes it easy to show up every day because now we both have to drive somewhere and meet to do it. Uh, until like yesterday. Every time we would get to, we go we go to his dad's house honestly and record. So every time we'd get there, we'd uh we'd have we'd have to pull everything in from the garage, set it up, do the lighting again, and every time you plug every time you try to start an episode, you 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 plug it in and you know you tap the mic, test it, and nothing comes out for thirty minutes. You have to figure out what you didn't forget, what setting you didn't change, or what's not turned on. So to do that. To do that every time on my own would kill me. Yeah, I mean it's um, because the trouble. It's not fun without him. If I was alone and you know I I set up for 20, 30 minutes and then you know I go to record and something's not working and I got to spend another thirty minutes trying to troubleshoot. It's not. I'm not going to be enjoying myself at all. But having him there and such a close friend that he is, it makes it a party every time. Which is why one of, like I said, I think I said it a little bit before, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to do this. I mean, it's also for us. It's also to grow together and to do something together and, you know, make sure we stick together. So I I think it's great doing this with my best friend. Couldn't imagine, I couldn't really imagine doing it with a close friend, like someone not as close or by myself, because it just works so well with him specifically. And then how do you guys divide up the work? So like what are the responsibilities look like between the two of you? Yeah, well when it when we first started I mean it's pretty much 50-50. Sometimes it like undulates, you know. When we first started, uh I know a teeny tiny bit about, you know, audio and video. Like I was I went to film school at, in Utah, so I kind of know a little, but what what it was is I would gather the news, I'd write the script out. Uh, and then, you know, after a short while, like I said, we started where I would on camera, I'd be the one saying the news, then he reacts. And then he would be the one editing video, audio, and then we both just split the social media posts. But now it's like, it, it just kind of undulates. It's it's nice, actually. We've found an interesting pocket. It's not consistently 50-50, but I don't think either of us ever really feels like one is doing more work than the other. Because now what happens usually is, you know, we set up, we record, uh, it, 
the audio he uses GarageBand. It's on his laptop, so he records it, he uh, edits it, he'll put it up in a Dropbox or a Google Drive, and then I just edit the video, I post it, and then we split the social media still. And it's funny. It sometimes it feels like a lot, a lot of work, but I mean, really, like I I highlighted there, we just we record, edit, post. So it's it's pretty simple. And we do keep it 50-50 mostly, but on certain weeks or months when one of us is more busy than the other, or like my schedule since I work like it, I just work in a store in retail. So my schedule is, you know, they sometimes you're working morning, night, mid, day, you know, whatever. So we found a nice pocket to where neither of us feels overworked, but at any given time, either one of us could be doing all the work or it's just right down the middle. It's actually really nice. That sounds really nice. <laughs> I'm just a little bit jealous. Um, <laughs> so, so talk to me a little bit about the the video component of your podcast. Um, you know, coming up with the the set ideas because you know if you if you watch like one of your more recent videos, you guys have a pretty good looking set for you know for for having a podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so talk about like kind of how that's evolved over time and the different things that you've tried and like what are some additional things that you have to do to have the video component that you wouldn't necessarily have to do if you were just doing an audio podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be much simpler if we were just doing an audio podcast because um, just the other day, cause he's actually moving. So um, now in his, his dad's house in his old room, just the other day, we set up basically a studio space. So everything is set up. We just have to go in, turn stuff on, plug them in and, and record it. But, um, when we first started, we were in that same room, but you know, it was his room. So there's a lot of stuff in it. The lighting, we didn't have a lot of room for lighting and our idea from the start, it's still the same setup basically, but our idea from the start is, you know, two talking heads, the camera on us, we're sitting at that table. And then, uh, we want the, the image of what we're talking about to be behind us. And for a little while we thought maybe we could just basically just green screen it, just, you know, use an effect. But then we we liked the idea of uh, having the TV plugged in behind us. Like every time we literally have my laptop off to the side and there's a, a USB or an HDMI into the TV. We liked the idea of making it sort of like an analog feel, you know? It's, I mean, I'm sure green screen or any, anything of that sort would have been, it would have looked fine. It would have gotten close to the same vibe. But we wanted to have we wanted to go the long way on that one or take the high road because we thought it would uh part of the style we thought it would look better so when we first started out it was in that room there was a tv behind us and i don't know the dimensions of the room but you know it's real small so we had a horrible time lighting it lighting the videos because you know it's even with the uh the uh was it the diffraction you know even when we're softening the light up on us in that small space it is it's just burning down on our faces we look like ghosts and then in <laughs> in uh in in post you try to you try to fix it and we usually we would usually end up going too dark so the blacks would be a little just they'd be a little too much you know so we struggled with that for a while and then um i can't remember i can't remember exactly why it came up but Kason kind of had the idea in his downstairs space, there's a wall, there's a, there's like some artwork hanging and then, but you know, behind it, there's a blank wall. So he came up with the great idea. Uh, he just, we put a, 
some plywood up on the wall. We nailed that down. And then we got like a, we have like wood flooring. We just, we use that as our backsplash. We put it up. We thought, you know, if we get into this more open space, it's going to be a little easier to light. Honestly, most, most of the time our videos are still a little too bright, but you know, we work with it, but it, it's easier to light in there. And we wanted the open, we wanted the open space as well as that background it was like a contemporary vibe, you know, we wanted to have like a nice house feel on the wall. And when he decided, when he thought, you know, we'll do it down there and we'll put that flooring up on the wall. We, we had to come up with something instead of the TV stand. Cause you know, he just had a, like a TV case in his room, which worked fine. So, uh, and he works in construction, so it's easy, easy for him to do a lot of this stuff. So we just, we ended up building that table that you see behind it. Uh, enough to fit a TV. Then we have the top, you know, for smaller knickknacks. And then we decided to fill out the, uh, the rest of the image with, with the, you know, the other toys and trinkets. Be when we first started, we would have a couple like right in front of us on the table and, you know, that would sort of get the vibe, but we liked the idea of making it feel like you're walking into like a, like a, like a collector's home or like a, like a comic shop or something to have, just to fill out the background and make the video more interesting. And, you know, we, had, sometimes you have to cut away a little bit more often with like a, a trailer video or, or a picture of what you're talking about. Cause it does get a little dry. If you're just sitting there staring at two, two guys talking. <laughs> so we, so we, we slowly started developing that. And, uh, we kind of built everything to, uh, to move the, the, flooring on the wall that we didn't do as great a job as that but we built everything to move because we knew we'd have to put this stuff away every time and then take it out and set it up but now it's uh it's probably going to change maybe a little bit more in the future because like I, I said a couple of times already since he's moving to a new place in his old room we just we the other night we moved everything up, thing up there so we've got it all set up so now as we please we have more room to do that to just to keep changing it or to keep improving it. And really, I think, like I said, it would be easier if it was just audio only, cause I wouldn't have to worry about any of this. We could just, you know, just record and then go for it. But, uh, we've always liked video. We used to make like videos as kids and I like, try to post them on YouTube. And, uh, we've always had like dreams of making like a, a feature length movie and stuff. So we like the video component. And I think having, I think interacting with us, basically physically, you know, seeing us, it makes it that much better. So, like I said, when I first, when we first started, I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do video. He convinced me. He was definitely right because it's really important. It's where we get most of our attention and interaction. And it's also just, it's a fun time, really. Well, and it's so important, too, to, to do, to make the show that you want to make and to, you know, to not be afraid of trying to dive into you know, video on top of audio and, and figuring stuff out and learning along the way and, you know, just getting started, knowing that you'll always improve it down the road. Because um, I know a lot of people that have great thoughts and great ideas about, man, it'd be cool to do a show about that. It's like, yeah, well, do it, you know, yeah, and you're yeah. probably not going to like it at first, but over time you get better. I promise. <laughs> yeah. It's that dedication. It's tough to stick with it, especially like you said, when you think when it's going to, it's usually, I mean, not to offend anyone, it's, it's usually kind of going to suck for a little while. And that's more on a personal level. Like 
yeah, I, I'm sure some people saw our first videos or episodes or listened to them, and they didn't think, oh, these guys are horrible, but they thought, oh, well, this is, you know, it's not refined yet. So yeah, you, it kind of, it's uh, it's tough. You have to keep keep pushing. Well, and the, and the hard part too is that, especially if you like watch or listen to a lot of, you know, more well done, more highly produced content, and so you start comparing yourself to other people that have been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years. And it's really an unfair comparison, but like you have in your mind this image of what you want it to look like, what you want it to sound like. And then when you give it your first shot, it's like, oh, wow, that's <laughs> that's like nowhere close. It looks it looks like an eight-year-old recorded it on his camera <laughs> phone. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not great. But you have to work through all those repetitions to, to learn the skills and to tr- do the experimentation that you have to do to eventually get it to where what you have in your head actually comes out in the video and in the audio. Yep, exactly. And it's uh, it's kind of nice when you when you. I mean, I don't think you're. This is pretty much with everything. It's it's you're never really done growing or changing or like improving. But at some point, like you know, like I said, we still look back at our old episodes and we kind of like cringe at them. And then we'll look at something now and we're like, you know, yeah, this is re- it's really starting to come together. So it's really it's really tough when you're in the moment trying to do it because you you think, oh, how am I how am I ever going to get better? How am I going to be like these guys? But then sometimes when you stop and reflect a little, it's like, yeah, this is actually going really well. Yeah, it's like you, you have to stop and smell the roses every once in a while, right? you, you yep. got to appreciate yeah. where you're at um, and not always just be dissatisfied that you're not like, you know, Collider or Screen Rant or something. Exactly. Um, so so I want to talk to you about kind of being in the grind and and continuing to show up week in and week out when you know maybe not a ton of people are watching your videos or listening to your podcast and you're just kind of waiting for that breakout moment at any point in time and you're just like all right any day now would be great you know we're putting all this work in it'd be nice to have some some recognition like so so kind of talk to me a little bit about you know you guys continuing to work on refining your videos refining your podcast um even if maybe the the numbers aren't where you hoped that they would be at this point yeah, it's um, it it is it's really tough. And honestly, like it, we've been doing this, I said, well over a year. I think we started September or not September, maybe yeah, maybe September ish of twenty seventeen. So we're, it's like a, getting close to a year and a half kind of thing. So it's actually we've been waiting for that breakout for a long time. Um, when we first started, of course, we got you get a little boost because your friends and family are checking it out and they're giving you a, a chance in the beginning. And then uh, shortly after that, there was just a couple episodes, mainly on YouTube, a little bit on our, the other uh, outlets. They sort of blew up a tiny bit, like a couple hundred views, some shares, some attention. So for a little while in the beginning, we thought we kind of we had a false alarm. We thought we're like, all right, this is this is starting already. Let's keep going. But then, you know, inevitably, really shortly after, it's it's uh, it bounced back down to on you know on youtube maybe maybe 20 or 30 views a video and then a little less even on uh less listens and downloads on you know google play itunes and whatnot so we've been really really stuck in that right and we're you know we know it takes time so we're not stressing too much and we like doing this so we keep we're trying we keep trying to improve our marketing we try to 
try to cross over with different other YouTube channels. Some, you know, a couple of times we've like swapped ads with other podcasts. So we keep, we keep trying to find ways to, you know, manufacture that viewership, but it, it's really tough. And when you do have a breakout, sometimes, like I said, early on, we had a couple hundred, you know, plays per episode. When you do break out a little bit and then it kind of drops back down to earth, it's, it is tough. And actually recently it's a, a couple of weeks ago we we had an episode where we we had like our first piece of exclusive news we broke that and you know on on the audio outlets still not too too many plays but on youtube we have got like over four thousand views and we got you know people are subscribing so we're, we're kind of getting another taste of that that explosion so i think that's a that's what makes it easy easy enough to keep working through that grind and dealing with not a lot of plays, not a lot of shares, not a lot of interaction with people, because we kind of know that at any point, as long as we keep doing this and we keep being true to ourselves at any point, we could just, we could start to blow up. And if we keep, and once we get, once we get the, the episode or string of episodes that really, really start that, then we know we can put our, you know, uh, pedal to the metal and just keep, keep trying because uh, it's it's always going to be like that, and I'm sure if we get to the point that we wanted uh, that we want of you know millions of people you know checking us out each week and stuff, that there is going to be times where it drops down for whatever reasons. But I think we've so far, even though we haven't had too much experience with it, so far we've kind of trained ourselves to to not worry too much because we know it's going to come and go and it's pretty much going to depend on us and maybe, you know, like some luck basically, but we know it's going to depend on us. So that, I think that's what keeps us going. Well, and I think it's so smart that you guys have kind of trained yourselves to not, to not allow the highs and the lows to dictate how you feel about what you're making. Cause it's so easy to get caught up. Oh man. Like I feel so validated because this video or this podcast episode got, you know, four times as many plays as I'm used to. Like, finally, like, yes, I want to keep going. And then, oh, no, four months where it came back to Earth and <laughs> I feel horrible and let's just quit. Like, I think it's so smart that you guys have in- kind of insulated yourselves in a way from that emotional roller coaster um, because it, it's totally true. It's totally true that you'll have episodes that blow up and you'll get some subscribers, you'll get some some followers, and then you'll have a string where it's like, well, I feel like these episodes were just as good, but for some reason they just didn't pop the way that one did. And and just continuing to, to step up to the bat, continuing to put out episodes, knowing that any episode at any point can be the one that changes everything. But if you quit before you get there, then you'll never reach the point where it'll really start to become what you hoped it would become when you first started. How would you say that podcasting has helped you grow personally? Like in what ways do you feel like you're a better person now than you were a year and a half ago? Well, uh, personally, it's actually, it's, it's helped a lot. I mean, this isn't like world changing, groundbreaking stuff that we're doing. It's like movie news and movie reviews, movie reviews, but still, uh, I touched on it a tiny bit and you know, I went to Utah for school. I was in the film program earlier. I didn't have really any idea for the longest time in my life, what I wanted to do. Of course, when I was like a kid in like elementary and middle school, I had dreams of like, I had like, you know, the, the, the classic cliche dreams like NFL or some, something crazy like that. And well, that's not crazy, but you know what I mean? So I had, I always had stuff like that going in, 
in my head. And then I kind of, I kind of had an issue. I kind of coasted through high school. I didn't give too much thought to my future. And at one point I, I went to a uh, college of Southern Nevada. Used to, it was a community college at the time. So I just went there to keep myself here for a few years, trying to decide what I want to do. But I ended up still just kind of just going through the classes, you know, just get these grades, get this diploma. And then I graduated and I, uh, I realized I was like, I got to start working on myself. What do I want to do? How is, how am I going to make myself a better person? How am I going to impact the world? I ended up choosing film school. I went to Utah, great area, (laughs) a little bit cheaper than some other schools. And I, I still got my degree there and I, I appreciated my time, but it's, it's not going to be what I end up, end up what I, what I end up doing. I, I don't think, I mean, maybe like moonlighting as it, but that's working in the film industry is not me uh, making videos about it. Sure. But working in the film industry, I don't think it's me. So when I came, when we started the podcast, it was the year that I came back from that. It was a few months, well, like five, six months after I came back. And I was real down on myself. Like I said, I, I've never had any real directions. I feel like I can definitely be really lazy at times and I don't always try to better myself. So when he, uh, when we started doing this, uh, it's, it's sort of helped me. It's helped me become a slightly harder worker in some aspects. I do work hard when I put myself, you know, when I really apply myself to something, but I don't always do that. So this has kind of helped me this has helped me because it's fun and enjoyable and it's with my best friends. So we're having fun and it's made it easier for me to, to kind of understand if I, if I keep working on something, then it might work out like with film school. I mean, like with football real early on in my life, I I did kind of give up. So this has been a really nice few years because I've been doing something that I do actually, I love doing this and it's kind of helped kind of helped me recover a little bit from my past either shortcomings and just my past, uh, like getting down on myself about it. Like, I don't know if I've done anything wrong to actually hurt myself, but you know, sometimes you, you get into that negative headspace. So this has actually been, it was perfect timing. I didn't think that podcasting would be one of the like keys in my life at any point, but here I am and it's helping me discover myself a little bit more and, you know, be okay with the decisions that I've made and then I'm going to make. That's really cool, Chase. No, that, that's really cool. Uh, well, dude, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, sharing the things that you've learned, um, you know, the struggles you faced and, and kind of the uphill climb, the highs and the lows, because uh, it is easy to kind of see people on the mountaintop and think they're just so untouchable and unrelatable. But, you know, I think what really... Uh, resonated with me just in our conversation was uh, the heart of a true creator and and just wanting to put something out in the world that's meaningful for people and meaningful for you as an artist and so so you know I hope I hope that everything goes well I hope that the the podcast does well I hope that you're able to kind of take that next step in the future and continue to to uh, to continue to grow and, and to to reach new people Perfect. yeah thank you Travis it's that means a lot and thank you for having me this has been good uh, first, first time, first time anyone's asked to interview me. So it's nice. So this has definitely been a good experience. I, I appreciate this a lot. Nice. Very cool. Well, I've got one more question for you, Chase, and this is how we end all of our interview episodes. If you had a time machine that could go back in time to the day before you started your podcast and you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to yourself? Uh, it'd be, 
a simple piece of advice, I think. Uh, I, we, we've said this a lot. I literally, I'd, I'd come back, I'd look myself right in the face, and I would say, just wait. Because we, there's a few opportunities we've had with that exclusive news, with going to a, a Comic-Con and doing a, a show there. There's just these opportunities that end up coming up in later in time. And it's so easy. Like when we first started, I know both of us were thinking, I hope people just see us immediately and latch on it. We don't have to, we don't have to try that hard. We can just, we can do this in our sleep and they'll love us. So I would, I would go back and I would tell myself, just wait, everything's, it's fine. Everything is going to be fine. If you love going to the movies and can't ever seem to get enough movie talk, then make sure to check out Backroom Movie News at their YouTube channel and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you wish that you could be featured on a future episode of Podcasting in Real Life here on Buzzcast? Well, you can. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes to submit your application. And if today's episode inspired you or resonated with you, I'd love to hear back from you. Just leave a review in Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought. That is it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.